up like a lord with candy Speaking from your burner, saying you can't stand me <laughs> Fresh like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Roll up that sweet ball into the max Fresh like I got a contract Moving through the city, where we going? Roll it, that's you pulling, now you know it. Homie Daniel, we got the homie Daniel rocking with us today. What's up, everybody? This is Hoops and Brews, episode number 195. We're here. Do a little Lakers talk, man. We ain't heard. The world has not seen this man on video. You like the Kim Jong-un. in about a year, dog. You like the Kim Jong-un of sports tapes. <laughs> Dude, it's been, it's been a depressing fucking year for, like, Lakers basketball, man. It has, but, 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 no, I mean, I, as it, has it? Dude, we're about to we're about to win. Has it really number though? seventeen? And there's we're not playing this year. There's I don't I don't see the season resuming. They're gonna play this year. Nah. Yeah. They, they gonna they gonna play this year. Donald Trump is gonna make sure they he gonna he gonna wield them goddamn motherfuckers out there. We're gonna <laughs> they're gonna play this year. The I've first year the Lakers are looking like they're gonna make the playoffs. The world's about to end. Kobe dies and this shit's just trash. Yeah, I agree. Not wavy. Not wavy at all. I mean, uh, it was back at Staples for like you know a couple months though. Staples was exciting. Which it was the first time it's been rocking since I think what 2013, 2012. It was only it was only like half rocking for Kobe's last year because he what played like almost every other night. Yeah, and took yeah. most games off and yeah. Yeah, it was it, yeah. It just the team was terrible on top of that. Like it yeah. just wasn't the same energy. It wasn't the, yeah. I mean, but nah, Staples. I mean, Staples was rocking. Like you know, it, it, I, I think that. For me, with Lakers basketball this year, the thing that I enjoyed was like that it was something to do. Like you can yeah. hit people up who weren't even interested in basketball. Like, yo, let's go watch a Lakers game, you know. And they would be like, okay, cool. Like, let's go watch the Lakers, you know. And it was it was it was just like a thing to do again. Yeah. Which, for as long as I've lived in LA, Lakers games were never really a thing to do because they just weren't good. And they were they were uh, they were Clipper things. Uh, you would go watch a Clipper game, and that was that's a shitty thing from like an LA fan to hear is. People would rather go on a date or whatever to a Clipper game than a Laker game, and that yeah. was that was terrible to hear. Yeah, yeah, and, and like and, and like at least like this year it was like yo like getting up up hitting a friend. Yeah, but I think at a bar was a real thing. Can I interject? I think that the reason why people felt that way though was because of the fact that Clippers tickets have always been historically way cheaper than Lakers tickets. So if yeah, you want to go to a if you want to go to a game, you could take a chick for a lot cheaper to go to a Clippers game. Then you could right. if you were Laker. Like the, I'm only taking you only taking yeah. women you love to Laker games. Yeah, but or, or, are you taking or women you actually really you really into to Laker games? You're not just pulling up to the Laker game with everybody. But again, are you trying to see Blake, CP3, and DeAndre when they're healthy? Or are you trying to watch like Sacre, Ryan, and, Kel- <laughs> and like fucking Jordan Clarkson? And that's I mean, a, that's yeah, a but easy. it's still the Lakers though. It's like the Yankees when the Yankees not great. I still want to watch a Yankees game. Cause they didn't. I mean, but I'm, I mean, America still loves the Cowboys, and they suck. They always suck. I mean, yes, but I'm not even like me personally. I'm not even talking about going to the game. I'm talking about like it would it would be moments on like a Friday night, right? The Lakers playing. I'm like, hey, yo, you want to go like catch like this Lakers game at like a bar yeah. with like girls who like don't normally watch basketball? They're like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Like bronze on the Lakers. Like, yeah, I'll go watch the Lakers game at like a bar. You for like the duration of the period I lived in LA, you could never do that because they just weren't. You could never entice somebody outside of, I want to say, Kobe's early retirement night and outside of, like, the night Kobe actually retired, yeah. like, the 60-point game. There weren't many Lakers games where it's like, yo, this is an event. I feel like every Lakers game this season, for the most part, was an event. Like, yeah. you see what they did. They were at least exciting. Like, you cared what they did. 
Yeah, like the only, the only events after the Kobe retirement night was the only Lakers events were in Vegas, and that was Summer League 2017 and 2018 with Lonzo. That was to this day, that's <laughs> one of the most exciting Summer Leagues I've ever seen in my life. I Amen. agree. Shout out I to Zo. Shout out to ZO, too. Probably, probably that and maybe like Lonzo's first game, I think. Like Lonzo's that first game, I think nuts. was a. I think, like, that was the event just because, like, you wanted to see what he was going to do because, like, there had been so much. And then Patrick Beverly put the biggest man full court. Then the next game is when he had, like, the 29-10 and, like, 9 game versus Suns and, like, kind of got it back. But, yeah, that season was a roller coaster. Yeah, so, like, like, I'm just – I mean, it's unfortunate the way – the things that happened along the line, you know, during the season. But at least just for a basketball fan, like, basketball is better when the Lakers are good. Yeah. It just are like basketball is better. It's just it's just like some teams where that sport is better when that team is relevant. And Lakers are one of those teams. And just for living in Los Angeles, you kind of get the feeling of what it's like when the Lakers are yeah. good. At least I got that feeling this year of what it's like when they're good. Yeah. Like, like people, we, we finally got to see Anthony Davis. Like I, I kind of half-assed watched him in New Orleans. This is like first season. This is like my uh, first season watching watch Anthony Davis like game to game. That's who he is. He's like, he's always been this way, which is so funny when people get mad at him. It's like, Pavi, you were still the same person that was yelling, AD, your ass can't shoot. Because you was thinking, why are you shooting them? You can't shoot. And now he still takes those same shots. And you like, AD, why are you doing that? Yo, like, also, that's, you're not wrong. Like, am I, am I, like, he's always been who he's been. But go ahead. The Lakers, like, ended the season on the worst, like, possible. Like, they just beat the Bucks, they beat the Clippers. And then, like, what everyone will remember what the Lakers did was... LeBron missed that layup, which he should not have missed, and then AD missed that three. Like that's our last like image of Laker basketball, I think, this season. Oh yeah, I forgot. And for y'all such a, for such a Spencer Dinwiddie. for such a promising season, it ends like that, and I'm just like, fuck! Like we finally showed that we can beat anybody, like anywhere, and then that shit happens. Except like, Spencer fuck. Dinwiddie. He was talking I mean, way too much for like a player of like his caliber. Yo, yo! First of all, we have to. He, he's he's wilding. Wait, 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 wait. The shit that he said about Michael Jordan. I had to read that shit like 10 times. I agree with him. Shut the fuck up, I agree with him. First of all, here go the thing, right? Spencer Dinwiddie, you do not have the fast twitch. Like, just look, put on Spencer Dinwiddie tape and put on Jordan tape. It's two different human beings. You ain't got the same type of agility, hang type of lesson as Michael Jordan. Like, stop. I understand what you're saying. Like, yes, Jordan was an incredible athlete for his time. Jordan's an incredible athlete today. First of all, he's six inch with like a seven inch wingspan. He, I think his vertical is actually like 47 inch vertical. He has better hang time than you. He's probably quicker than you. His fast twist muscles are better than yours. How you like, know his like, fast twist muscles are better? Put on the tape. It don't look the same. You see yeah, him play? because Spencer said everybody same. else is faster now and bigger and just as strong. That's what he's saying. No, because, no, because Spencer's not moving saying. like that. Spencer's not moving like that regardless. <laughs> he's not moving like that. You know, no matter who put the tape into just like literally watch the tape. And also, That's going to be like the name of this episode. Spencer not moving like that. And I'm like, put, like, like, put him and Jordan on the racetrack and he going to be going slow. He's going to be way bro. ahead of him. And like, we gotta, the, the 90s had athletes, bro. It wasn't like everybody was out there and couldn't do nothing. The 90s had athletes. It's just like Spencer. You not that athlete. You not Jordan athletic, bro. Like relax. I know what you think you saying, bro. But relax, G. Relax. Relax. I I agree with him. I'm sorry. I, I don't do. agree. I agree with I him. I vehemently disagree I with him. That's what I, some of the shit he said. Say. But no, he was he was going crazy. Like I I was like, what are you doing? That's what you like, should he, say. He was trying to make the correlation of like the four three speed on the forty for the NFL and like what they actually run in the routes. And like I get what he was trying to do, but no, Mike Mike's running a four three regardless. Like anywhere. 
Like, it doesn't matter with pads, without, but, like, he's going to jump that high. Like, he might even jump higher, like, in, like, with stride. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get what the point he was trying. The point, no, no, I disagree with like, that. I think I, what I, he was I, saying I, was, I yo, like, it, I'm 6'6", 185, right? And I got a 40-inch vertical. That's what he yeah. was saying. Like, I got a 40-inch vertical. Jordan OG. Yeah, yeah, but his point, you, his you point is that, this. His point is this. You can like, make y'all marveling over Odom. this. You can't make that point about Mike. Nah, but his point is that, like, everybody is marveling over what Mike is doing. He's like, yo, like, no what y'all don't realize is that all of these guys now can do that. I'm me, and I can do that, and I'm not Michael Jordan. Mike's not going to be able to do that. that. All these guys can't do that. They can't. I've never seen Zach Levine can do that. Like, put put on Zach Levine tape and put on Spencer Dinwiddie tape. And look at the difference of athletes. <laughs> Just look at the difference. Zach can fly. Spencer, I don't know the last thing I've seen. Spencer jump. He's like, no. I fuck with Spencer. Gee, Spencer's a quality NBA player. He'll have a very long career. He was balling this year. But relax, Spencer. Yeah. Let them out the house. You've been in the house too long. Let Get out the house. Relax, G. Relax, bro. That's hilarious. Relax. That's hilarious. But, but, but Daniel... I mean, honestly, what did you think about this season? You know, you you know, obviously last year you were mad hype. Um, I'm still oh, I'm still waiting on you we to were, hey, I'm still waiting we on you to be, Harlem Shake yeah, yeah, in that uh yeah. in that Celtics jersey. You still owe that. You got like just yeah. like hey look hey look look I put it this way the people not letting me off of this uh, bet that I had with Amp that I'm gonna have Kawhi uh, cornrows. Yeah. But 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 I said by the next finals. Yeah. When is the next finals? We don't know. So. I, so Hopefully all I'm saying this is, year, but I don't, I don't all, think it's gonna happen. All I'm saying is, we don't know when the next finals is. That was the bet, and Amp also was like, he don't care if I get a wig or whatever. And I also wanted to buy a Kawhi jersey, so I think it would be pretty funny to come on this podcast one day dressed as Kawhi. So I actually, so I'm gonna pay my bet off. The streets need to see you hard and shake in a Celtics jersey. So my my brother actually has the uh, the jersey. You know what he I'm talking about, Pappy? You know what I'm talking about, Pavy? What? Me and Daniel had a a a, a basically yeah, like yeah, yeah, shit talking. Okay, he was but, like, I hard. It doesn't matter. You didn't say. It. You didn't say. It. You didn't say injuries provided. You just said. You just said what you said. Thirty games each. It doesn't matter. You just said what you matter. said. I didn't it know I was gonna have to see it, fucking uh, Rondo play. It don't matter. G. It don't matter. Injuries, like G. injuries are no, no, a part no, of the game. No, they happen, no, G. No, no, they happen, no, no, bro. No. They happen. You didn't like. You didn't think it was gonna happen, and that's fair. But like, it happened, bro. Like, you can't. It happened. What happened happened. Yeah, you're not. But you're my, not gonna Harlem like, shake your way. What I enjoyed this season was uh, like. It's cool to see the Lakers back as a number one seed. Yeah. Like, it's been... Uh, I spent all my teenage years having the Lakers as a number one seed. Since I've been able to drink, they've been trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, since I've been able to fucking drink, they've been trash. <laughs> so, it's finally good to be able to go out and, like, celebrate with, like, seeing them win and have, like, a beer at a bar, you know? Yeah. Yo, the Lakers were bad for a very, very long time. Bro. We won't like, be able to I do that for a, for a while, though. Unfortunately, yeah. well, actually, who knows, man? I mean, so I heard they gonna allow concerts in like Nashville or something like that. <laughs> it was I'm not watching Missouri. a game in Nashville. Like, it was like I'm not. <laughs> Come on, it was Missouri. Man. You can fly down there, G. You white? They ain't gonna bother you, bro. I'm cool. I'm not trying to go to Tennessee. But, but you know, uh, obviously, the topic of the last dance today, they had the Kobe. You know, um, episode. I don't think we've talked to you. You know, since the. You know, um, I I really haven't spoken about it like on like anything. Uh, it's it basically be like if you guys watched Mike die, like it's. I didn't think I'd see Kobe die in my lifetime, and I think you guys would say that about like your childhood heroes as well. 
it's been nuts and i didn't realize how crazy kobe was until i've seen mike in this documentary and every time i see mike talk i'm like i that's kobe and it's crazy as hell to see yeah, yeah I, I also think just, you know, the the, the circumstances of, of how it happened was crazy, too, because, like, your name was already in the news, you know, obviously because of the, you know, LeBron situation. And so, you're like, your name is already floating around, and you wake up one day, and it's like, wait, what? Like, they don't even – just the timing of it all was – was was. I was, thought it was – I thought it was, like, everyone thought it was a joke. I was like, I'm like, I'm not believing this until I see, like, Powell or, like, Shaq say something. Yeah, literally. Yeah. My homegirl sent me that, and I was like, yo, what is this? And I'm like, huh? I couldn't. I, I was like, I he just tweeted it. hours ago. Uh, he flies. He flew in a helicopter almost every day. So I'm just like this. I'm like, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. And funniest thing is though is uh, his girls' basketball team was actually gonna play. A team. I'm from Fresno. They were gonna play a team from Fresno. Mm-hmm. And like I know the coach of that girls' basketball team, and like they just they said it was a thrill experience to have their game canceled. And I just, just, yeah. just nuts. Crazy. And then, like, if they, they found out why it got canceled and all that, and yeah, yeah man, that, yeah, it's insane, man. I, I mean, shout out to all Laker fans out there. I, I, I do think that the one cool part about even like what we've been able to do with our like all this stuff, and I remember you know coming to you like, yo, let's you know like you know let's do like a Lakers page, is that really you are one of the I dead ass you were one of the voices of like Lakers Twitter, legit, like you are. So even when that happened, you know, just kind of um, uh, I'm really even seeing the things that you were posting, um, you know what I mean? As opposed to what other people were posting and things of that sort and how you remember Kobe, it really kind of gave me a different lens because I really feel like for the first time I got to really see how everybody felt about Kobe, whether you loved him or you hate him. I felt like before it was just kind of like, yeah, he's cool. He's a basketball player. He, you know, he played for the Lakers. But once he passed, I feel like you really got to really see like how many people's lives he affected. Um, and I feel like the few people that said negative things about him or the few people that said negative things about him. But I feel like the majority of people, it was overwhelmingly with joy and with love. So yeah. being able to see what you did on the page and on that King Watch L.A. page, um, you know, and even just kind of how you memorialize yeah. Kobe is beautiful. And I think that Lakers fans, you know, like they deserve a lot of kudos for just being great fans and really, really a loyal fan base. And also just a fan base that is just one that really they roll for Kobe because even I remember the first day we walked down there, you know, yeah, after I saw, Kobe passed, was it was it was it was insane how much had already been out there. It was insane how many people were out there. We were all out there basically crying in tears, and it was yeah. you know so yes, yeah, so it's insane, man. R.I.P. Kobe and R.I.P. Gianna, R.I.P. All the other victims. It, it literally is one of them things where, you know, like obviously Kobe passed. But even just thinking about it from the perspective of how much of an actual literal American tragedy is like if nine people yeah. died in a car accident, that's something that, you know, you know, you know, really. I mean, obviously, if anybody passes, but seriously, if, if nine people crash in a car wreck, that's pretty bad, you know. So, yeah. you know, so you can't imagine, you know, you know, nine people, nine, you know, you know, especially including a prominent figure like Kobe, you know, crashing in a helicopter kind of on a random yeah. day. That's one of those days I'll never forget, man. So it's been so I just want to say as someone who like follows basketball and really enjoys that page. Thanks for like really like putting on yeah. for Lakers fans and stuff. You did a great job with that. And I think yeah. that, you know, kind of living that through, kind of seeing what you did on the page just really made me like, you know, you know, it, it helped me feel better. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So, yeah. I th- I, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, like we all kind of do this stuff because even when we watch stuff that's similar to this, it makes us feel good. So, you yeah. know, I feel like you did that for me and probably for a lot of the people on Lakers Twitter. And I remember when we first had conversations about working and doing all the stuff and like working on a Twitter page. I was like, yo, you could be the voice of Lakers basketball. Yeah. And I really feel like you one of those guys. Like when you yeah. tweet something about and it's about the Lakers, all other Lakers people's tweeted. So, you know, shout out to you, man. Kudos to you and everything. I like, you did. I like there's there's a ton to you, of like just smart like laker fans like on yeah, twitter ton of it's them. just one person asks a question and then like it pretty much dominates the timeline for like a while because lakers like the biggest brand in basketball it spirals then one of you two said something about it and then it just even reaches like a bigger audience if that makes sense yeah um especially think- if Pabby says something because jesus christ man sometimes <laughs> your takes go way left i don't think they usually go way left for the most part, I might I might like phrase it wrong when I like type it on. I might phrase it wrong, but I don't think it like goes way left. But but I feel like people Lakers hate my list and they hate his takes. Like it, it don't I like my takes. They might they get mad at like one out of every one hundred. My my list they want to kill me. But when his takes, they did not rock with. When he was speaking about Kobe's athleticism, there was there was one day when Pat yeah, was I mean, like, Kobe has a no athleticism. athleticism he does. Like He's not Jordan. He went out there flying through the school of skies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But that's what Spencer did what he is talking about. This exactly. Is exactly what talking it, about. But look, but look, listen. There is a difference. Spencer, not Jordan. Put on the tape. Look at the tape. I mean. Spencer, not Zach Levine. Like, you have incredible athletes. But, but, but also, like, going back to the Kobe. I don't know even Kobe said don't compare it. But even going back to the Kobe Mike conversation, which is why when people say Kobe was a more skilled basketball player than Mike, I agree with them because he wasn't as athletic. The fact that Jordan could just like get in the post, jump in the air, knowing that you can't jump as high as me, you're gonna land before I do, and then I'm also gonna fade. You can't block this shot. Kobe wasn't didn't have that type of athleticism, so you have to use pump fakes, moves, double spins, double pump fakes, be a little bit more with your better body position because you don't have that same level of athleticism. I wasn't saying that he's unathletic. I was just saying like his levels, bro. He's not like a Zach Levine type athlete. He's not. Go ahead, Daniel. Respond. None of those plays you have mentioned have had the the end game dunks that Kobe's had though. Well, who has it? Zach Levine I has. Seen Zach, I haven't seen Zach dunk over any of the players Kobe has. I mean, yeah, but nobody really jumps at Zach Levine's dunks like ever. I mean, who jumping on who? who why would who you jump on Kobe? Dwight decided to stay there. Y'all mad tried people. To jump. Mad, mad people, people tried to block Kobe. Mad blocks. people tried to block Kobe's dunks. And also and also think about the NBA back then, the lane was much more crowded. Like you look at today's game, like the lane, like how many people get dunked on on average in, in today's game in general? Yeah. Like when somebody gets dunked on now, I'm actually like legit surprised. You see people get crossed all the time. But yeah. like people don't really get dunked on no more like that. Like back in the day, somebody probably got dunked on every single game. Cause it was just like more bias in the lane and people was like jumping that shit. People don't really be jumping that shit no more. Yeah. Which is Same why way. the fact that it took Mike so long to get Mutombo is hilarious. I mean, I feel like Mike you just not waiting. testing Mutombo like that. Yeah, yeah, but also Mike was waiting. He was waiting. Yeah. Trust me, Mike was waiting. He wasn't just going. He wasn't just going in there thinking it was sweet. Yeah, he was, he was waiting. Going, yeah, he could show shit. He was it. waiting. He he literally was like, I got one time, and when I get it, I gotta land I'm it. So that way, when I hit it, so that way when I hit it, it can never be never be no conversation about it. But now, uh, I, I, I used to think about Kobe for me, you know, even being somebody who moved out to L.A., wasn't from L.A., so it's like I don't get it the same way other people do. Yeah. But when, you know, after you, when you saw the way that L.A. people reacted to, yeah. like, Kobe, like, 
is the the love they got, you know, for for Cole Bean. is crazy. You know, like it's 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 I mean the same way that Mike has love for like Chicago, you can't say shit about well the same way Chicago has love for Mike. You can't say shit about, you know, Mike in Chicago the way like people get emotional about it. People will fight you over it. You know, it's the same way in LA and me being for somebody who, you know, isn't from LA, moved out here with transplant, you know, just seeing that and you know, being around and being more so out here when it happened. And even, you know, we go into Staples Center, um, yeah, you know, every man, day. Yeah, man. And, and, so much. And, man, I, everywhere. Staples Center I didn't oh, yeah, I Daniel, didn't after bro, like we got after like hold on one second, Pavy, I'm sorry. But Daniel, one day, G, you gotta come down. You gotta cover a Clippers game. I know you don't want to do it, but just so that way you can go in the media I'm not, area. I'm not stay looking close. at Paul George. I'm not asking Paul George. Shit. That's a lie. Until you see him, until you see him in person, and you be like, "Hey, PG, what's good? G, let me get a I mean, pair of shoes." He went to Fresno State. So like, I still have somewhat like love for Paul George. Like, he went to Fresno State, but nah. One day when we I get two media passes, question, nah. one day when we get two media passes, come down, cover a game, just so that way you can see all of the like shit in the yeah. tunnels and. All of that stuff, like it's Kobe's yeah. everywhere. Sorry, Pavy, but I just yeah. had to say that because I want to. I want to do that for real. Let's do that. Well, yeah, hopefully we can yeah. do that one day. Obviously, because of everything that's going on. But but yeah, now like even just being down there and just seeing. I think after I want to say maybe the fourth day, I kind of got annoyed because I felt like it became more about just making money off a of tragedy than it was like than it was like just showing love but still just just to still just just to just to even see you know lines and merchandise and merchandise and merchandise and merchandise for blocks and it didn't end like it even when the when the season stopped they were still selling kobe stuff it's not like this lasted for one month this was still going on like if Mm -hmm. the season would have been going on you know right now they probably still be selling kobe stuff Mm -hmm. you know so just seeing just the 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 impact that it had on just the real fabric of la and the real community you know, like of um, LA, I think was the the you know the craziest thing for me. Like even I remember going to Lakers games after Kobe died, and like Kobe chance would just break out in the crowd for no reason. Like nothing, Kobe ain't do. Kobe chance would just break out. Somebody's like Kobe, Kobe, Kobe not even there. Kobe, Kobe. You know, so just seeing just the love and just like I guess I got a better picture of like LA and like seeing the real real fabric of like LA um, through that tragedy, which I mean sucks if you had to see it like that, but yeah. Yeah, it's like when you think of Lakers basketball, Magic at the Forum, Staples is Kobe. Kobe, like, yeah. Shaq, Shaq won the first three, but Kobe's been there since it's been a thing. And yeah. so, like, I when yes, like it, it kind of went on for a little bit, and like they made money off of it. But like, there's so many Laker fans that just had to get out there, and so like, I don't, I don't mind them keeping it open. Just like, yes, they'll make money, but there were so many Laker fans that I don't even think probably half of them got the chance to go out to Staples. Instead, yeah. like, I couldn't get out there, so I went to a, a Kings game in Sacramento mm-hmm. when they played. This was the second game after uh, he passed, and they did, like, Sacramento had, like, this huge memorial thing for you to sign. They did, like, a 10-minute video of him to draft time just, like, for King fans to just vent, and it was crazy seeing King fans cry because Kobe passed. And so, like, he wasn't just LA either. He was like California. Like they hate, they love to hate him, and that was like his uh, his commercial after he retired was when he did like that. That was me, that literally, shit. literally. Yeah. Like I, like Kobe was my first Braun. Like okay. Kobe was the yeah. guy. Like I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. Like everybody know how much I love to root against Braun. I have nothing yeah. personal against Braun. I don't have it. Like literally, I follow Braun on Instagram. I like every yeah. Braun picture. I have nothing personally yeah. against Braun. Braun is one of the greatest human beings ever to me. Period. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. But when it comes to basketball, 
I don't like that man, and I want to see that man lose. And it's the same way with Kobe. When Kobe won that Oscar, I was proud as hell. That fucking animation movie was amazing. Absolutely amazing from top to bottom. It encapsulated an entire career. It also, if you a kid, like, you know, I'm going to show that shit to my kid one day. Like, you know what I mean? Kobe made something that I'm going to show to my child that might inspire my child to want to play basketball. So, like, yeah, I didn't like Kobe when he was playing, but after he retired, I didn't have no beast with Kobe. Even, actually, once Kobe towards Achilles and I knew he was no longer, like, going to win anymore, I didn't have any more problems with Kobe because the only reason I ever rooted against Kobe was because I didn't want him to win because I wanted my team to win. You know what I mean? So have I have you so, watched yeah, your basketball ahead. since? Yeah, I have. I watched it at least like five, six times. It's a beautiful movie. I bought, I, I bought like a bitch. Yeah, I watched all the behind happened. the scenes. It's like it's amazing how I've like actually never seen time. Dear Basketball. There's like, a, gee, you've never watched Dear Basketball? Never watched Dear Basketball. Wow, <laughs> get off of this thing and go. I mean, after we finish, and I'm, I'm keeping you. So I'm probably not gonna go watch it right Why? now. Why? It's five like, minutes I'll, long. I watched it. It's I'm like five minutes long. I'm definitely about to continue playing 2K after I get it's off like the It's like five day. minutes long, G. I believe you. Um, but How, hold, on, wait, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. How can you be a person that has criticism about a Jordan documentary, but you can't watch a five-minute Kobe Bryant Oscar-winning animation? I've seen, like, I think I've seen, like, some of it. Like, I've seen... That's not seeing all like, of it. Like, two minutes of it. I ain't what? seen all of it, though. Or, 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 like, or, like, if I did, I've seen it, like, one time or whatever. But right, for me, man. as far as when Kobe was playing... I can't say I was right. the biggest Kobe Bryant fan as when he was on playing, but that's mostly because like I lived in Chicago, so like the thing that I'm seeing is like East Coast games or like Chicago games. Like I'm not even staying up late enough to use even see Kobe play unless it's on Sundays. So as far as like Kobe as a basketball player, like I don't think I had like great. I wasn't a huge huge Kobe fan, but for me when I moved out to LA, the thing that got me about Kobe, which is what he led into the game. You know, like, even the Muse doc. I thought the Muse doc was an incredible documentary. Like, the way it was done, I thought it was a beautiful documentary. It was great. Um, detail. Me being somebody who loves detail, like a like basketball fan, I thought detail was amazing. You know, all of his interviews. Like, for me, the fact that he died so shortly after he's done playing, because I feel like we just remember him as a basketball player. And I personally think that what he was going to do in his second life was going to be so much greater than what he did as a basketball player. Um, and that's the part that sucks for me. Like, I enjoyed Kobe, the non-basketball player, way 10 million times when I ever enjoyed Kobe, the basketball player. So go like watch every, his damn animation movie. Like, every, like, like every Kobe you know interview, I, said, I wanted to hear it. Go watch his damn animation movie. That's, you. You're disrespecting like every, him, but I never have seen it. I'm I heard sorry. You. Like every, you can't like claim every, you a Kobe fan or every, you give a fuck like about every, basketball and you ain't watched every that movie. Every, every Kobe interview, for one, like, I wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear what he was going to say. And I just wanted to hear him, like... And the way he broke down basketball to me was, like, really, really dope. Like, his detail we did on Kyrie. Like, oh, Kyrie should have done this. Kyrie should have done that. Like, that was the dopest shit to me, the way that he, I think, lended his voice to the new generation. Um, and, like, they needed to, you know, call him and get answers on, like, a play. He was more than down to, like, give you answers. The same way that Jordan did Remy saw in the dock when, you know, they linked over and Jordan, you know, you know, kind of was like one of his forefathers and told him, like, yo, so this is what I do on my, on my fadeaway. Oh, it seemed like all the newer guys. It seemed like. Look at that. But, look at that. Look at but, that. Look at that. What? 
Some some documentary praise. Look at that. It, yeah, but we knew that. that story. Yeah, but we we, we knew that, that story mad. Yeah, like yes, but we knew that story mad time. Oh, did like, we? Did we? I didn't know that before. story. I didn't know I did. that story. I knew that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that really story. Didn't? No, I learned that from the documentary. I didn't. It's not unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. Millions of times before. It's not unfortunate. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And also, we can get in this documentary. First of all, I praise the documentary. Man, I said I like the soundtrack. I've said that I like all the old footage. It was dope. What more do you want to say? But it's just certain things about this shit I, I don't like. I think the storyline could have been better. I think they could have written and the interviews and shit fucking better. I didn't say it's a terrible documentary. I just think it could be better. I said it's a 7 out of 10. It's a 70%. It passes. But again, like I said, um, I think that what he landed to basketball was super, super dope. And I'll check out their basketball. I think I, I honestly think I might have seen it one time, but I don't remember oh, it. But I'll check it out again. But um, there's, there's no way you haven't watched it. I you, think you I might have seen, seen it at a game. I think I think I think they might have seen it when they played at like a game or something. Did like, you watch the Did you watch the memorial? The celebration yeah, of life? Not the whole thing, but like I watched Jordan talk. I watched Jordan talk like a couple other parts. I don't really like shit like that. Like say I don't like I don't like I don't that's not how I grieve. I don't want to be like, oh let me go make myself sad. I don't, I don't like shit like that. But I did watch Jordan's whole speech and I watched certain parts of it. But I didn't watch the whole thing, you know. But I'm 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 sure I've seen it before. I just yeah. don't remember seeing it. But point being, what he gave, what he lent to the game of basketball, he just lent it to life. And even with the mama mentality, how you can take that, you know, not just as a basketball player, but you can take that to your everyday life. You know, it's just about, you know, if you work hard at something, you know, believing that you can achieve whatever, as long as you put in the work and work hard at it. You know, I think that that was the best part, you know, about 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 Cole. And again, like I said, it's sad that he really only got doing it for four years. You know, so when you talk about Cole, a lot of what you're talking about is him as a basketball player, and I just personally think that he was so much bigger than just a game of basketball. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm about to head out, guys. All right, Daniel, man. We All appreciate right. it, bro. Shout out to you, man. We definitely right. will do this again when my phone's charged and I don't have work in the morning. All right, man. We got you, bro. Have a good night. Uh, you too, guys. All right. Pavi, so mm -hmm. before we get ready to get out of here, because I was going to talk to Daniel about this, but Dan, sure. you can feel... Uh, uh, Future Lakers basketball. Obviously, I don't really feel like we've had that much time to talk about the Lakers. Yeah. Um, on the show. So, what are your thoughts? What is? What do you think about the future of Lakers basketball? Oh man, I think feel? it's a questionable time. Um, I think that if they don't finish the season, I think that AD gives it one more run. I think he made a, does like a one in one deal. You know, a one year mm -hmm. player option type deal. Obviously, will decline it, and then you know, obviously, the new GM in Chicago. Anthony, you know, Giannis and then entered the market with Giannis. He said that he wanted to play with Giannis. Obviously, LeBron is getting older. I think LeBron had one more year left on his deal, you know, after that. Um, so I don't see AD signing like a long. It doesn't really make sense for AD to sign a long, long-term deal with the Lakers. Um, it just doesn't. In this, in this market, it kind of does. I'm okay. Just gonna, I'm from a, from a money perspective, in this market, it actually really does make sense for AD to sign a long-term deal. If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm honestly looking at everything in terms of the market perspective. If we're the NBA, we just probably lost anywhere between 100 to 500 million dollars in revenue this past season. If I'm Anthony Davis, I need to shore up as much money as I can in my pocket for the next four to five years as possible. So if 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 I'm trying to do that, honestly, I think the best place for him to go really is the Bulls. 
because I think even as even when uh, we you know we just I'll had think, this I'll pod- they, I'll I don't give out yeah I'll just this summer I don't think they had the money to this summer I think next year is when they had yeah, the, but the, the I max think contract if money. they have the guys that 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 are as good of GMs as they are they can figure out a way to make it happen and I think if you the Lakers you don't want to lose AD for nothing. And I think if you the Bulls, AD is your prized possession. And in this market, yeah, AD, you can technically make a more money in a longer contract going, I mean, if you stay with the Lakers. But think about how much of that money you're going to give up in overall taxes because you live in California. You can always have your house, I'm sorry, you can always have your house in California. Them Chicago you, state tax huh? no better, bro. He getting, huh? he getting, I mean, like, he getting taxed 50% regardless. So both of that mm. shit terrible. Mm. Both of that nah, shit both ways terrible. I'm sure it's not as bad as LA. California is like one of the worst states in the world. Yeah, but Cal- mm. yeah, but <laughs> Illinois ain't gonna do it too too much better. You're saying they ain't gonna do it too too much better. I mean shit. What's I mean shit in this market? What's thirty million? That, yeah, if I'm him, that's what I'm asking myself. What's thirty million? And how? And do I really want to go back and play for the you know for the crib? And if he really want to go back and play for Chicago, I think now is the perfect time to do it. Sign a long term deal. And figure your thing out. I think Anthony Davis. There should be no reason why he's not every single place in Chicago, and throughout the entire Midwest on everything. Billboards, cups, side of Seven Elevens, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, downtown building. Like he should be everywhere. Like I think, literally. I think that it's a good chance it it happens. Well, a better chance it happens. But I don't think this year is the year. I think that he signs a one in one deal. One in one with a um. One and one with the um player option and enters the market in free agency in twenty twenty one. I think the Bulls would damn to have clear books, completely clear books. Him and whoever else can go to the Bulls. Basically, you could build a team completely around them because ain't nobody gonna be on contract besides I think like Kobe White and like the couple of rookies who still on rookie deals. Him, Giannis, or him and whoever else go there. Build a team completely around them, but you get a Lakers thing one more go, you win it, you decide you want to stay, you love LA, you like what they done to you, okay, cool, you stay in LA, next year don't go out the way you want it to go, okay, you ride out, do whatever, but I think the Lakers are in a very interesting position, which is why LeBron wants to finish the season, because this team, you, you, you didn't sign this team for that long, this team really has a two-year window, and then after that, who the fuck knows? Like you basically signed this team for two years. Yeah, but if I'm AD, I've seen Demarcus Cousins. That's my brother. If I'm AD, right? That's his brother. That's his bro. They, you know, what I mean, they, you know, they, you know, they homies. I just literally saw him be in a similar predicament, take less money betting on himself, and then go out and get injured, and then obviously his the amount of money that he will that he would have been able to make, he's no longer gonna ever have the ability to make that amount of money. I don't think he so, took. No, nah, he didn't take less money. But now nah, he was, he was, he was on that yes, Sacramento. He did. Yes, no, he did. Boogie got no, offered he was, two years, twenty million. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, years, that deal, that yeah, deal. So that he, deal, yeah, he yeah, declined yeah. That, deal that deal and bet on himself, and in the end, wind up having to take less money because he bet on himself. But I look at a guy like AD. We've said it a million times, and I've said it a million times that I think he's, you know, injury prone. I really do, and and not and not major injury prone, but I mean, the older you get, the more those little knickknack injuries start to build up. The crazy part about like even thinking about guys like Mike and Kobe, when you see them in documentaries, if you look at their fingers, half of their fingers ain't even working because they shits looking in the other way and ain't even moving because ligaments and all this stuff ain't. After a while, your body just start to break down, which is honestly the best part about Braun. Like Braun hasn't really had a ton of crazy injuries, which is why I told you if Braun Braun can play to fifty, I really do. I really He's do not believe until 50, G, relax. Why not? Not happening. LeBron be like the first player to ever play He's 30 years. He's not fucking years. playing until 50. Fire. He's not playing 50 years, bro. LeBron's going to play. Maybe LeBron got LeBron, LeBron got maximum. Homeless. LeBron got maximum four years left. 
Maximum. Nah, I think you want to play with the Suns. Actually, if you LeBron, okay, this is my question. If you LeBron, and obviously you said LeBron can never be the GOAT. Sorry. Next hurt was in this chair. But obviously you said LeBron can never be the GOAT. Whatever. Did I say he could never be? I think me, I mean you did. It'd be hard. No, no, no. Ever since you know, originally you used to you've been calling this man the GOAT for the past however many years. And then uh once you got more basketball uh knowledge, you was like, Yeah, G nah, I was wilding. I'm rocking with Mike, G not Braun, I'm rocking with Mike. I, I mean, remember if, you saying this. Wait a yes. minute, let me finish, yeah, let me go, finish go and I'm gonna allow you the time to respond. He was like, nah, G, I'm not rocking with Braun, I'm rocking with Mike, Mike the GOAT. But then, right, so you said Mike is the GOAT. So now, if you're saying Mike is the GOAT based off what you've seen, what more can LeBron really do that he going to accomplish that's going to be so much more better than Mike unless he ring off like three in a row? But go ahead. And, and I if mean, you're saying he going to win three in a row? Nah, I see, I, I think his shit will be different, right? It's just like as LeBron do some shit where he win rings with three different franchises. That's some shit we never seen before. Like if he win rings with three different franchises and then he go on to be the all-time leading scorer, then you then you have like four rings, you'll have five MVPs, you'll be the all-time leading scorer. When people and and, and like the and like the thing about stats is stats are for people who didn't see it. So stats are for people forty years later or who a kid right now who's six years old who don't really remember, who's gonna grow up, and if Braun could add on like another ring, lead the league in scoring, be top ten in all the major statistical categories in twenty, thirty years to so somebody who didn't sit there and watch that shit, he gonna have a real claim. He gonna have a legit, legit claim. Now, will he be hands down that? No, I don't think he'd be hands down that. But he will definitely have a legit, legit claim if he could do something. Like I said, go out here, win three rings with you know different three win, rings, rings with three three different franchises. That will put you at four rings. Yeah, but that he's will not put the you best at, player on his team anymore. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but we don't not gonna remember that shit in fucking thirty years, bro. We not. All we gonna remember is the man got a ring. You you remember that Magic was the best player on that team and not a king. Yeah, yeah. but I. Yeah, but I still got Kareem as my second all-time because he got fucking five rings, six MVPs. He the all-time lead scorer, and he got however many first-team All-NBAs, however many All-Star appearances. I still think he's the second-best player ever, and if somebody older than me told me he was the GOAT, I'm not going to argue with you because Kareem's basketball resume is impeccable. Like, LeBron's basketball resume in 30 years, who knows where it ends up? We don't know. We have no idea what he's going to do. This is just saying what he could do. But his basketball resume in 30 years to people who did not see it happen could look outrageous, depending upon how long he plays and what else he does while he plays. So you think for him it's just a longevity in terms of him becoming the greatest of all time then? I, mean, I think longevity helps if he can like longevity and if he can win again. If he could win again and again have longevity, he gonna have a hell of a conversation for it. I think the only way he can win again is if he wins again and he's Finals MVP. But I don't know if he's if he wins again, he's gonna be Finals MVP. I don't think I don't think he gotta be Finals MVP, bro. I think if he gets a I full really range, think he does. I think if he get, I mean, I mean, obviously, There's no disrespect to him, but I really think he does because I think if, I, if he comes out in a series, let's just say, let's just say we continue the season, right? Everybody's game, the players talking about, oh no, it means just as much. Blah, 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 blah. They're talking all this. So we all looking like, all right, cool. They said it means just as much. We can look at it like that. LeBron gets to the finals. Let's say LeBron averaged like 25, 8 rebounds and like 9 assists and like, and he shoot like 
48% from the field and like 32% from the three-point line. But AD go out and average like 30, 15 with like three blocks and like five assists. I mean, it's going to be AD was crazy, but Bron still hoop. As long as Bron go out to give you like 18 points, like he still averaged 25, 8, and 8. Yeah, like you can't laugh at 25, LeBron, 8, and 8. I feel bro. like LeBron going to get Steph Curry kind of credit on that, though. Steph don't really get credit, the, the amount of credit he deserved for that. Everybody but you mean, who, a, but, I mean, yeah, but who, like, but if you're talking about the, the Platiana point guards, who put Steph outside top five? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I understand. And that. also, Steph's career, like, he got to keep going, bro. He only been doing it for a decade, for real. Like, I don't know what Steph going to end up when, when it's, like, all said and done. We don't fucking know. Same with KD. We don't know. Speaking they ain't been doing it that long. Speaking of the Jordan documentary, What's Michael up? Jordan said that he believes that Isaiah Thomas is the second greatest point guard of all time. What do you think Jordan doesn't think Steph... Uh, he doesn't think Steph is the is the be, is the second best point guard of all time. I mean, he played against Isaiah, and even like you saw. Well, I actually saw this uh, thing. You know, Isaiah, I think is the only player who has a winning record against Michael Jordan. Like he's beat him way more than Jordan has beat him. I think it's like thirty-five to seventeen. Don't quote me on that, but it's a video on YouTube. I think, um, and they it's a uh, it's a thing, facts you didn't know about Michael Jordan. Uh, there are like I think a whole bunch of players who've never had a winning record against him, and Isaiah Thomas is has the best win percentage out of anybody on Michael mm -hmm. Jordan, and that's who he played against. So that's what I would expect him to say. Like that's his era, and that's who he played against. Like that's who, that's the guy on that team. Well, I don't want to say he's the guy. I think it was a total team effort, but that's the guy on the team who stopped him from reaching the destination that he wanted earlier. So I would, so I would expect him to say that. Do I necessarily agree? I don't necessarily agree. But, like, I would expect him to say that. So can we, in a non-slanderous way, talk about this Jordan documentary episode, uh, the Kobe documentary? Yeah, what's up? The Kobe part. What were your actual thoughts on the Jordan documentary in terms of actually, actually, because you say you love the behind-the-scenes footage. What did you think about the behind-the-scenes footage from The Last Dance in these, in these, uh, in these two episodes? I think so my I'm favorite. talking about the interviews. I'm nah, not talking nah, about the storyline. I think I'm my favorite. The the I think my favorite two clips were in this doc. Was when uh, Randy Brown asked for a ticket and he said, "Who? You said God? You just got one from him." I think that was hilarious. And I think when Mike was talking about Kobe in the um, locker room, I think that was hilarious too. And he was like, uh, "If you want this ball, you better uh, rebound, brother." Like I thought that was dope. Like I thought all the behind the scenes he footage. Said, nah, he ain't say brother. He said rebound, motherfucker. Nah, he said brother. He said brother. Yeah. He definitely all right because MJ definitely MJ was definitely throwing around them fuck. He said, I brother. respect Mike though. That and when uh, I've got to go back, I'm gonna rewatch that because I definitely watched it and fell asleep because I was that, from the first hoops and roofs that we that, did. <laughs> that and when Patrick Ewan came in the locker room and he was like, I had to go all the way back to '84 to bust y'all last night when he had like the old door and the Pat was like, don't start this shit, man. Don't start this shit. But I thought like that was like the behind the scenes footage and stuff was dope. I think again, that's my favorite. That's my that and it sounds like my favorite parts of the doc. Just seeing footage that you would have never seen and just seeing also Mike interact with people. Yeah. As a player. And then also me being close to that age. And it's like Mike always seemed like, you know, a, a adult adult. But it's like you really gotta think about it. He really only thirty four years old. Like that's not like it ain't like you was you know what I'm saying? At that point in time, at that point in time, yeah, he was still. But a lot, a lot of stuff we seen. He was basically like a young twenty year old to a mid 
guy in his 30s and then that would just seem that he older but like all that old stuff was when he was kind of really like more so a kid or a young man if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. Go ahead. so you having to deal with all that like you know just and being the most popular athlete in the world you not being able to really do anything everybody is on you and then you still have to show up to the arena and perform because everybody paid tickets to see you play so they like you can come up here and stick it up. You still got to perform. So I think that was, you know, dope to me. And, and again, some of my favorite clips in the documentary as far as the behind the scenes footage were um, in this part of the doc. Yeah, I agree. I think the interesting part is that episode nine was just completed this week, as the director said. And episode 10 has not been finished yet. So I think, um, you know, seeing seeing pieces of it and elements of it. Um, sorry. Uh, I'm seeing pieces and elements of it. Um kind of throughout uh you know kind of these past couple weeks or whatever has been interesting but i think finally seeing the finish line will be very very interesting because obviously critics such as yourself are out there on the internet so if i'm the director of this documentary i'm looking to see what everybody's saying what their critiques are and we adjusting edits and trying to make things fit basketball nerds like you that want to that want to have your cake but also people like my cousin who's a female who i'm sorry i'm sorry who's a woman who literally was just like yo like this makes me feel like i'm back in chicago during the 90s like i would, all i want to do is go and watch old bulls games so i just think that it's a fine line delicate balance uh but i actually really did enjoy being able to see all of this stuff and even though like even you know um you know people like john w and shout out to john w davis um, you know, said that uh, kind of looking at the old footage was kind of making him go crazy. It doesn't. I think as as the time progresses on and through the documentary, the footage gets better. But the footage gets better because of the fact that the technology was getting better. As like, like literally, Mike started and no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mike started in like '83. So by the time he finished, literally finished, it was 20 years later. Think about the technological advances and how much better the footage looked between 84, 83, 85 when we seen the NCAA footage versus 93 Bulls footage versus 98 footage versus also like the footage they got for the last dance. All that behind the scenes footage is like they got unprecedented like behind the scenes access. So obviously if you film it, you're going to use the highest quality or whatever you can to make that thing happen. So even just like seeing the quality of everything get better with the times has been interesting. But I mean, yeah. I don't think the footage looked bad to me. The footage was beautiful to me. Also, I like how things look on film. I just think that film gives it. It's even like recording on like analog. Mm -hmm. It just gives it something different that digital doesn't give it. You know, like when you record on analog and you can kind of hear like the scratches. Yeah. You know, like even when you talk about how the chronic was recording, you like you can hear. Yeah. Like it just sounds more human and more natural. Same way with film. Film just looks more human and more natural. Like, you know, even when you see stuff in person, it ain't that clear sometimes. You might have bad eyes. Shit ain't that clear. You know, so me personally, I love the old film. Like the old the old film just has a look. It looks classic. It looks it looks historic. It looks legendary, you know. And I don't think that it would be it wouldn't be as cool to me if it was in digital, personally, to me at least. Same way with like when you that's why when you even like remaster albums, sometimes they don't sound as good. Yeah. Like because you're trying to take it and put the digital effect to it. And sometimes just, you know, the 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 live rawness of it is what made it what it was. You yeah. know, so me personally, I like also this, our ears know? have been conditioned to it. Even even like with all this old stuff, like the reason why like Mike looks so majestic and a lot of people from a filmmaking perspective 
a lot of people don't realize the reason why Michael Jordan looked like he was floating in air was because like at that point in time, they didn't, you know, the lights in the arena weren't really thinking about the film cameras. And even if they were, the film cameras were shooting at a frame rate, but their shutter rate, meaning like, it's like every time, basically like a camera basically like takes a picture of like an image, right? But the, but basically every time it takes a picture, it's basically like cutting it off. It takes a picture, exposes it to light, then cuts it off. It exposes it to light, cuts it off. Exposes it to light, cuts it off, right? But when you shoot it with more frames, it's more frames. So it's got to expose it to light faster, and cut it off faster. Yeah. Back then, the shutter speed, the ability fit to close off the thing wasn't that high. So that means that it was a bunch of frames that were going while it's going slower. So Mike, literally, when you slow it down because it's so many frames and the shutter speed is moving fast, it's kind of blurry a little bit and it looked like he floating because it's not as crisp because the shutter ain't going fast. If the shutter's going fast, then it's literally like cutting off the light and every image is like super crisp. But if it's moving slower and the person is moving faster, it's more of like a, it's more like a, a you know, like a trail or a blur with that. But it's so many frames that they captured in between. It just makes it look a certain way because it just looks more magical and more majestic. The only way you can make it look that way today would be to like shoot it in like four times the amount with way more light and do what they doing today, which is make everything super bright. You know what I mean? But back then, those arenas were bright. But they were bright for you to see the game, not for you to watch it through TV. So when you watch it through TV, and even when you see like those light streaks, you know when Jordan will dunk and you see the lights up top streaking, right? That's mm. the shutter speed because it's, it can't close off the light from it that fast. So literally, it's just capturing all of the light and they close off all light, close off all light, close off. So it literally, it just looks completely different. And the texture of it and all of it and the way it looks is completely different from what this is today because we can see every single detail. I think if you could see every single detail of what Mike did back then, like it would look cool because of like nostalgia. But we also been programmed to see that and be like, yo, that's cool. But also like it looks a certain way because it was shot a certain way. But part of it is like the limitations of the time. If we had 4K footage of it, we'd be like, oh, Spencer Dinwiddie could do half them dunks. No, gee, we would not be saying Spencer Dinwiddie could do half them dunks. No, we wouldn't, bro. No, we would not be saying that. Zach Levine could do that. Zach Levine can do Actually, that Actually, that's shit. what going to be the cover is. The name of this episode is going to be Spencer Dinwiddie can do half them dunks. I'm going to put up on MJ for the free throw line with his head up. At that man, he might respond. I have to go at that man. He need to come. He might respond. He might respond. Relax, bro. And I fuck with Spencer, but relax, bro. I saw that. I saw that, and I read that shit like four times. I'm like, yo, did he just say what I think he just said? Yeah, he did. Relax, bro. Relax, bro. But all right, man. This has been another episode of Hoops and Brews, episode number one ninety five. Uh, Pavy, go ahead, get your plug in, talk to people, let them know where they can find you at. As always, man, on Twitter at Pavyroy, that's P-A-V-Y World, all one word. You can find me there. New music coming soon. Make sure y'all go check that out. That Heater out right now. Rolodex. Yes, exactly. Go get that song. That Heater is out right now. Make sure you go you check out the last episode we also did um, this weekend as well with the homie Sean Keats. That episode was hilarious. If you want to see me crying. And James it, Harden. It was uh, Steve Francis was the first James Harden. The funniest part was he was like, I didn't realize what I say, so I should have wrote it down first. It don't matter how you it write don't that matter how you write Keith. that down. Gee, that's not what you should have said, G. I don't even know how you even came to that conclusion besides they both play for the Rockets. Like, how you even come to that conclusion, G? Because he said they both play iso ball. That, you pick somebody else, G. 
You could pick so many other guards who I saw on people, G. That's hilarious, man. But anyways, man, it's been your boy TPJ. As always, Pappy, we'll get up with you on Wednesday. We got the homie Joshua Knappenberger uh, from the East Coast, uh, Philadelphia 76ers fan. He's going to come through, talk some basketball with us. And until then, we will get up with you all next time. It's been your boy TPJ. Pappy, we'll see you all later on this week. Until then, peace. Yeah. Fresh like I just got a contract Fresh like I just got a max Roll up this we ballin' to the max Fresh like I got a contract